We're all sold a dream, but we end up living a nightmare. And I lived it, and it almost killed me. But coming out of the other end, healthier and happier, and I'm doing what I love on my time. That's why I created the Anywhere Advisor. I wanted to use my experience to help you avoid the pitfalls and take the right steps so you can live the dream. I don't just help people make money. I help them develop the tools for complete freedom. You know, the days are numbered and we got to live each day like it's our last day. Free time, helping people and succeeding is what life's all about. The Anywhere Advisor is about building your business around your lifestyle, not the other way around. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to episode two of the Anywhere Advisor podcast. My name is Will Holder. I'm back in the studio with Terrence. And today we are going to discuss why most agents in this industry end up failing and why that is so. So Terrence, let's just jump right into it. Hopefully we can deliver some good value today. Oh, man, that's a million dollar question for a lot of companies because over the last couple hundred years, um, they have never figured out a way to predictably deliver someone to success. And I have a theory about this and, and I have a solution as well. So if you're a financial advisor and you struggle getting clients and you struggle um, hunting them down, so to speak, and you, you don't quite have it figured out yet and you think the missing link is more appointments and it probably is by the way and you're just trying to force yourself to become more productive that's not going to help you and i can tell you that some people are wired for the hunt some people are not the industry hires pretty much anybody that can fog a mirror really it's not a very difficult industry to get into well i mean you can pass a test well and you could be literally meeting with clients next week Right, right. So to speak, you don't have to go to Vanderbilt or NYU or Northwestern or whatever the school would be to get in this business. So the, the bar, the bar barrier to entry is low. Uh, so they do take a lot and they got all kinds of personality tests. But bottom line is not one has been predictable uh, indicator of success. And I think it's evolution. I think people. Uh, have evolved away from that hunter mentality because like 2000 years ago, for example, we had. Everybody had to hunt food like you literally had to go out and get the food every day. And I think that's what a good salesperson does is they go out and hunt. And that was great because you're also being hunted. So you had to, you know, pure survival, you know, food dependent on life or your life depending on you getting food. And then the, the, the agricultural revolution occurred when they started figuring out how to grow plants and how to raise animals without moving. They stopped moving. And the evolution went from hunter to farmer, you know, to, you know, from, from, from tracking stuff, stuff down to growing and nurturing something. And a lot of people that we try to hire to become hunters are really farmers. You know, they're good with clients. They can do their thing, but they don't necessarily have that killer instinct or they don't like it or it's not a good fit for them, which is completely fine. So the reason I think most advisors struggle which is, I think, 70, 80, 90% of them, and 90% fail in five years is they are farmers trying to do a hunter's job. They don't have the tools to get the job done. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yes. So an example, you know, one of the ways that, you know, that I teach people to be successful is to create an atomic offer, to create an offer 
so compelling, so powerfully incredible, people have a hard time refusing it. And if you have an atomic offer, you don't necessarily have to be a great salesman. Do you remember the pandemic? Right? Yes. We're, we're that age now, right? What That's was the, what was like in high demand right out of the gate in the pandemic? Do you remember? A lot of stuff, but what 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 yeah. particular was a really like an item you had to have? Um, like Zoom, for instance, like something online. Oh, yeah, I mean Zoom was, but do you remember uh, hand wash, uh, sanitizer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, had to have oh, sanitizer. Yeah. Everybody had to have toilet paper, and yeah. that was if you had that and you're a bad salesperson, you still would sell it. Yeah. Right. Now you got to be a hell of a salesperson to sell yes, the sanitizer yeah. at that level. Yeah. So there are, there are certain types of people that just are great salespeople. They have the personality. They got something going on inside them that makes them a wonderful salesperson. And I don't know to this day, and I've hired over a thousand people what that is because it's a, it's a unique gene. I think they have a hunter mentality. They never evolved to become a farmer and right. you know, hunters, uh, psychologically are typically very addictive people. You know, they do stuff in, in, in large quantities. They get stuck in these loops in some ways. You know, that's one of the ways I think I got sick. I, I was a hunter. Then I was constantly grinding out business. I didn't have enough farmers in my life because the farmers are actually more important than the hunters. The hunters can't prepare food. They can kill it. They can't prepare it. So the financial planning business is a, is a, a delicate balance of hunting and farming so whether you do it with a team or if you're a farmer and you want to grow a business i have good news for you the good news is you can make a dog that can hunt for you and that's called technology that's called an atomic offer it's the yeah. it's the glorious intersection of technology that works combined with an offer to help a client transform and the the know-how to do it Right. That makes sense. So, yes, so, it's something you couldn't do 20 years ago. That's for sure. With the technology and resources out there. Well, everything comes down to leverage. I mean, the, the most powerful word in the world for success is leverage. There will come a time when you can't see any more people. So you got to start leveraging things to make it better. So the, the three pillars of leverage are the leverage of labor, you know, hiring other people to help you. You know, if you're if you're a farmer, you can hire a hunter or you can hire staff to deal with clients or you can just replicate your system onto someone else. You can uh, leverage technology. There are automations that you can innovate into doing a lot of the hunting and then you can you can automate your your money. You can automate cash so you can get a, a return on cash you can get a leverage on cash. So online marketing right now, if you have a team that can run ads, let's pretend, and you have an offer that's compelling as hell, right? Something that people want, right? Something to do with reducing taxes or something to do with eliminating risk, right? Something to do with the destabilization of the dollar, right? This new world financial system that's coming. These are all, there's going to be people that are creating offers to solve that problem that relieve people of pain. And if they can create the leverage where they have the technology, they have the team in place to deliver that message, digitally, you know, operate the technology. And then they also have the money to put into paid ads. You know, you are creating a massive leverage. So you have your own hunting dog using leverage. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's, and that is the cure 
to the industry because in one word, leverage will create more opportunity. It'll create a hunting, hunting dog. And then the outcome will be appointments. Yeah. Farmers can close business, right? It's harder for them to find the business. That makes sense. Yeah. And ultimately that's how you can become the in anywhere advisor, you know, creating something that's automated that can create, um, you know, links and calendar links for you and, uh, you know, get clients at the end of the day. Big time, man. I mean, 25 years ago, you start, you start this business, you get the yellow pages in your knuckles and you're knocking on doors and you, you're taught a script, which is an algorithm. You're taught something to say in a, in a sequence. Some will, some won't. So what next someone will is the motto. And you go down one side of the street and up the other side of the street. So you knock on, you know, one, 200 doors a day. And maybe you talk to 20, 25 people with an atomic offer that's correctly leveraged. You could knock on 20,000 doors a day, every day. And you don't have to say anything because you are making that shift away from live interaction to video to images, to words and sales copy that sell. So that is a massive shift to, to build on what I said last, last week is that you need to create that atomic offer. So for the rest of this show, I want to start breaking down probably the first half of creating an atomic offer. I like that. Yeah. And the crazy part to me is that Facebook and all these ads have been around for literally 10 years now. And still it's crazy to me how, how many people know little about it or how to create an offer that actually sells um, on these online platforms. So yeah, so let's just jump right into it. So why do most people struggle creating that atomic offer uh, instead they end up having just a generic offer that end up ultimately doesn't end up creating sales? Most people want to be everything to everybody. They're not, they're not definitive in who they're trying to help. They've not done the research, the, the creative research process. Um, so there's a process to learn about what people are asking. And there's forums. So for example, if you Google XYZ hurts so much that it blank, right? So if you could put in like, uh, if you had like uh, the gout, the gout hurts so much that, and you Googled that in a forum, you're going to get the exact words that people are saying about the gout. You know, if you ever had gout, I never had it, but I've had a couple of friends that had it. It's like incredibly life altering because you, you go to bed normal, you wake up and you, you got, it feels like someone cut your foot off. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn what's going on, but and you need to kind of be a creep of what people are doing. Like at, at high levels, what are they complaining about? And you got to do the research. You should spend 90% of your time researching what I call the neighborhood you're going to post up in. You know, so, you know, to, to use the metaphor of a neighborhood, if I wanted to move into a neighborhood, <clears throat> I would, I, you know, I want conservative neighborhood. I want low crime. I want to be near the water and I want to be near the airport. There's certain types of people I want to hang around with. That's where I would post up my home. In business, you want to be really, really important to fewer people, especially when it comes to creating an offer. Because if I want, if I had equipment for a left-handed dentist, like you literally can target at that level now in the, in the world. Like if I had a unique equipment that made left-hand dentists, you know, it's a joke in the dental world because all dentists are right-handed for the most part, but there are some lefties. So that, that like changes the whole psychology of the, of the dental experience. Like your dentist, your dentist is coming in with the other hand. So they have unique equipment. So if I had that equipment and I wanted to become the greatest 
salesperson of left-handed dentist equipment in the world, I could do that. You know, I had to figure out what, what are the, what are the challenges? What are they complaining about? And how can I build a program that quickly and easily takes them out of pain? So that's research. You got to learn what these people are, are asking about. And in the financial realm right now, I mean, people are worried about a few things. I just got back from a marketing conference in Las Vegas and some of the greats were there, the industry greats. It's a mastermind format. And one of the things that was pretty clear is there's a, there's a shift now in advertising and there's probably tens of millions of dollars of ad budgets in the room. And it's been become very, very clear that there is a shift from greed based ads, you know, how to get rich in 10 days, you know, how to become a superstar or a social media influencer to how to avoid something to pain. Mm. So it's going from greed to pain. That's the number one shift in, in, in marketing right now online. So your offer should be based upon avoiding a, an impending pain, such as taxes, inflation, running out of money, a healthcare catastrophe, um, you know, leaving your family in a bad place, being unable to provide for yourself. There's a lot of pain that, that is being stimulated by an uncertain economy. I mean, all the way down to the dollar. So that's one of the shifts. The other shift was that, I guess it was number three, is that, believe it or not, and sadly, there's been a shift from a marketing offer that was offered at the city level and then to the to suburban. So it used to be, you know, the city versus the suburbs. Now it's left versus right. Literally political par uh, parody or pol polarization in ads. So if you're running ads and you, you unknowingly put colors or images in there that could could either attract or trigger the audience that you're coming from. Um, you got to be careful about that because people are judging you now. I mean, we've all voiced our opinions online and, and, and angered somebody at one point. So a, a picture and an image and a way you speak can do that. So you need to be sensitive to that. And you need to research what your audience is looking for in an advisor because they're judging you at every level. So the key is, is research, you know, grow rich in your niche. I still believe if you're going to be paying Facebook or Instagram or TikTok for impressions, you want to know who's coming at you and you want to know exactly what their problem is and you want to offer them a way out of that. So people with high income are worried about taxes right now. So if it's a business owner or it's a high net worth person or a high income person, taxes are going to be a big problem because taxes are likely to go up. Um, you know, see offers for zero tax retirement uh, offers. Uh, old people are still number one worry is running out of money. You know, ha needing to get a second job in retirement to pay the bills. And so that's the problem. And then, then of course, you have everybody who's accumulating wealth worried about uh, volatility, you know, particularly with uh, the stock market and now, of course, cryptocurrency. So there's, there's that particular type of ad will get the right person into your world and then you have to have a product that you build with your financial your financial products and, and advice that 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 gives in the illusion you know the ethical illusion that you're can, you can help them that this thing that you're offering them is going to help them transform yeah, yeah so the first the first step in an atomic offer is to know your client at a forensic level literally all the way down to it in the an acronym that we teach is called Fred. F is, F is, you know, how are they feeling? R is what's their reality? 
what is their reality versus their feeling? You know, are they concerned? What's the reality? Yeah, they should be. Um, e is what are their expectations? You know, what type of person do they want to work with? What type of way do they want services delivered? Uh, D is their desire. So that's called the FRED. And then it's a PQR2. P is what problems, pain do they have, right? Q is very important. What questions are they asking the world, specifically online? Like, are you wondering how you're going to survive with taxes going up? You've seen that a lot in California and some of these Democratic states that are really raising taxes to live for some reason. Um, it's the reality of the world. Um, so what questions are they asking? You know, what's the stock market going to do? What's crypto going to do? Um, and then, and then um, R is roadblock. What's in the way? You know, do they lack the time? Do they lack the expertise? Do they lack the knowledge? Do they lack the guide? What's in the way of them getting, getting, um, you know, getting, getting that, getting that result um, or that, 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 um, you know, that roadblock. Yeah. And then, and then ultimately what result are they looking for? What resolution is, is, is in their mind? What do they need to resolve the problem? And that is the start of it. I like it. I think you said a lot of really great stuff there. So for one, if I'm a financial advisor who wants to become an anywhere advisor, uh, I'm making my offers. I'm shifting it from a greed offer to more of a pain shift for solving that pain. I'm trying to do, do more neutral colors so it's not left or right politically schemed. And you know, as sad as it is, it's so true about that whole political stuff and everything. Everyone's judging you no matter what side you're on. And I'm also playing off of current events. I'm trying to get um, involved today. I know what questions people are asking. I know, you know kind of what to offer them. So what platform should I be on? Because I feel like there's so many options out there where it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So which ones would you recommend? Um, what should my target, you know, conversion rate be on either one of those platforms? Um, I, that's difficult to say. I mean, you want to be where your audience is. I mean, if you're if you're older, in, I mean, everything's getting a little older anyway. But Facebook has the data. You know, Facebook has fifty five thousand pieces of information about every client. You know, Google, by the way, has seventy three million Jeez. per person. So <laughs> Google's crazy. been sitting back quietly, collecting data like. The, the world's biggest forensic creep on earth and Facebook took all the arrows, you know, so Google's Google's built the database. So, so Google, Google also has a, um, you know, that's a platform that you can advertise on using, uh, you know, uh, indicators that you're aware of, but TikTok's you know, an up and coming, uh, platform. So that's, that all comes down to content that, you know, the platform is, is I think almost last what's, 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 what comes after picking a niche is building a unique mechanism that, that you stand out in that makes you stand out as an advisor to that niche. So um, the world is full of white cows, right? If you go down in Vermont, you can see all the dairy cows are almost always white and black, right? Mm -hmm. So Seth Godin wrote a book called purple cow. You don't need to read this book to know what this book is about almost with the title, right? You know, how do you stand out as a, Adv advertiser or an advisor, even local or national or online, how do you stand out? How are you purple? And that's one thing that, that I teach. The second thing I teach is the creative, creative modeling process. The creative modeling process is a way, a way that you can look at what others are doing close to your space or actually in your space and use that, that system, that modeling to create your own similar system your similar process to creating clients because if you're seeing people advertise online 
over and over and over again, you're seeing the same ads and we do see them. We, we know the big players that are advertising, you know, you got Edelman, you got Fisher, you got smart asset. You got these advertisers that are time and time again, putting offers out there and they're seeing them in mass quantity. That means the offer works. <laughs> so you can go to school on that. You can literally, uh, imitate to emulate. And that is in this book here by Austin Kleon called uh, steal like an artist. It allows you, and I think I mentioned this in the last book. It's a big part of my, my process is how can we ethically, uh, imitate to emulate like Picasso did with his art as he imitated lots of artists like, uh, Einstein did, or uh, not Edison, you know, Edison imitated a lot of things. He said he never had an original idea. Everything he, he, he invented was in the domain. He was just working on finding it while everybody else was at a football game. He worked day and night to try and find things in the, in the world that worked. Um, you know, I often talk about Tesla. There's not one thing in the Tesla because I own and drive a Tesla that didn't exist before Tesla was even an idea. Like every mechanism that makes up the Tesla was assembled from working parts. So your offer just like that can be assembled from very working pieces and parts of other offers. And in the creative process, um, the creative modeling process, you are assembling different headlines, different hooks that they're saying in their content, different ways of presenting stories and solutions, different calls to action, different images, different videos, like different backgrounds, right different everything different even different clothes like different uniforms you see some companies are modernizing the way they go to work and the way they present themselves to the public so you can see what's working by by going through that research process and then their modeling process so if you want to make it simple if you don't want to go through any of that you know this is a a metaphor that i've used to help hundreds of people build a simple system and it's called the purple cheeseburger so i built it to symbolize what your online mark uh, offer should look like in the five pieces. So the first piece of the purple cheeseburger is the actual meat. And the meat is your ideal audience. It's your, it's your client that you want to help. And you've given it a lot of thought as a practitioner, who you want to help, who you enjoy working with, who's profitable and who's findable. Right. And then once you see that person, you learn their problems. The cheese is the problem. What problems do they live with? What are their common and significant problems that they live with, all right, that you can, top of the bun, use as an offer? You can make an atomic offer to them to give them an offer they cannot refuse to come into your world. There's still one thing left with the equation. It's the bottom of the bun. The bottom of the bun is authority, trustworthiness. Do they trust you? Have you presented yourself online in a package where it purple, it stands out? It's very specific to them and their problems. It seems like you put a business on this earth for them. That's how well you know them. And that's how well the offer is built. And the most important part is the offer quickly solves their problem with very little resistance, very little time, very little money. It's easy to get started and the result is big. And then the last thing is they believe you. They have a very high perceived certainty of success because of the way you put yourself out there. And you've decorated yourself digitally, so to speak. It's called the digital lobby, which is, you know, maybe the title for another another show. Like, how do you present yourself online versus the way we do it now, which is, we, you know, we have them come into this beautiful office, or in some cases, not even that. You know, you know, you can be equalized with banks and 
financial institutions with good creative image. So it finally levelizes the playing field with a little, the little guy or girl can create a digital lobby that is as impressive as, and sometimes by the way, more impressive than a big bank or a, or a big wirehouse or a hedge fund. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's just leveraging the internet and thankfully computers mm. have given us that chance um, in today's era. Um, so one of the things you mentioned, and I always think that this is super cool because I'm in college and one of the things they teach us in college is not to cheat, not to work with other people. When in reality, like you're talking about in a business, you should copy what other successful people are doing and not reinvent the wheel and just use those strategies. Um, so if I'm doing that, I'm creating my offer. Another thing you mentioned is that you have to be trustworthy because obviously people don't want to spend money with people that they can't trust. So right. I'm a newer financial advisor and want to become an anywhere advisor. How do I come across as trustworthy? Like give me tips or tricks so I can kind of get to that point for my client. Well, there's one, one, one advisor that, you know, you have to be a little more creative if you're younger in age. I have one, one advisor that I was coaching and mentoring. He, he was only like 22 years old. And so he kept get, getting asked like, how long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. And his answer was, I've been doing this my whole life. You know, woke up <laughs> I like that. at a very young age one day and said, I want to be a financial advisor. I learned all I could about it. I've studied. I've interned. I passed tests. I'm licensed. I've, uh, you know, I now, you know, I've, I've uh, I'm part of an organization that has over 100 years experience. So I've been doing this my whole life and I'm 100 percent sure that I can help you. Uh, one thing with 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 that, if you're talking verbally is is your, your tonality of certainty and how to use your voice and your words and your pitch to tell people that you are absolutely qualified to do this as good or better than your, your competitors. You always want to throw rocks at your competitors. So if you're young, you can throw rocks at the, uh, the average agent financial advisors are 60 years old. You know, so they're going to die and you're going to die and everyone's going to be gone. Your kids are going to be there working with someone who's either 80 or gone. You know, and I won't be. So you have that way. So digitally, I think is what you're really asking. Yeah. For one of the best ways to create authority is through content. If you, when you know someone knows what they're talking about and it's been demonstrated with strong content, you know, you got good content and you put it out there. You got a good message and you put it out there. You got a purple cow uh, offer and you put it out there. And then you got different ways to bolster that authority through writing material. You know, you can even write a book. If I was young, my first advice to someone young in this business would be write a book. First thing. And if you don't know how to how, write, what to write about, you know, you write a book, you know, interview other people that are successful. So, you know, just say interviews of the 10 most successful people in tax planning, a collection of interviews. So you become the author. Guess who gets all the credit? Yeah. The author. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the author gets the credit. So you to build authority. There's ways to. There's also what's called pay for play. You know, pay to play. Uh, pretty much, most social media f- platforms ultimately turn into pay for play. They may give you free followers, like TikTok just did this. Like people are going viral on TikTok relatively easily, and once that is done, and they got enough people on there, they got enough users. You know what they call an addict too, a user. <laughs> they're, they're, they're high off of the engagement and the recognition. Then they, they shut yeah. the platform down. The algorithm goes down to zero and they start making you pay to play. Well, you pay to play with everything. You pay to play to get on Forbes. You pay to play to get on media. 
you got to pay a publicist and they have deals with these outlets. So there's ways you can write short articles and get yourself published. And I've been published probably in a thousand different pieces by now. And the first 500 I paid for, and now I get some free ones. And that's how it works too. And that's long ball strategy. But, you know, one of the greatest ways to present yourself digitally on online is to have uh, strong audio equipment, have good video, have good lighting. I can't tell you how many advisors that I've been on meetings with that if they're on the thing at all, have lousy audio, terrible lighting, and then they look like they put their phone on their desk and they're looking up at you like they're peering down from a building. They just, they have very bad uh, online etiquette. And if you're not working on your equipment and you can do it for under 500 bucks to have a, a, a presentation worthy way to give them solutions for their financial plans, like you're missing the boat because the whole entire world is already online to do this. They don't want to go to your office anymore. They don't want to travel. They can do it all in an hour. And if you're not set up for that, you're going to take a hit and you're going to be the one who says it doesn't work online. And that's, I can tell you hundred percent sure that there are people all over the country right now making millions and millions of dollars and never leaving their office. And they're living the work from anywhere lifestyle because they've set up their system. They have an offer. They have a mechanism. They have a client that they've researched and they've written uh, articles. They've written sales copy. They've created videos. They have uh, funnels going. They have a team that can deliver those funnels so their calendars are full. That's that's euphoria. That's the winner right now. That's where the world is going. Um, and the world is already there. The advisors are not. Yep. They're not there yet for some reason. I'm, I've been dragging people one at a time. You're helping them get there. So yeah, it's man. a real process. Yeah, man. But, I think those are all great points. And I I know exactly what you're talking about. People that don't have the right backgrounds, don't have the right audio. Like it's just a huge put off and people aren't going to spend money with you if they can't trust you. You can't even really hold a conversation online. So right. I've seen that too. It's an issue. I mean, lighting, lighting is the biggest challenge people have typically is, is you know, you and I have professional mics and stuff. Uh, that's a little bit more money, a couple hundred bucks more maybe. But you know, you can be near a window and get great lighting. The, the window's got to be in your face. You know, I always teach people, take your camera, hold it in front of you while looking ahead and just start rotating or, or hold it with a picture of your own face on there and start rotating until your, your face looks clear. It's more important for you to look clear than it is for you to have something cute in the background, like a picture of your, of your uh, house or whatever. Um, so, you, you, you know, that starts with the good, but audio is actually more important than video. Because if people can't hear you, if you're echoey, a lot of people have the speakerphone on. I mean, I'm just telling you the common mistakes that you're going to you're going to struggle online doing that. If you manage to get appointments, now you spend all this time, money, effort and energy creating an offer. Someone clicked they're on the phone with you. You've got to understand they don't trust you yet. They'll start trusting you when you start telling them how they're feeling, what expectations they have. You start telling them stories about other clients you've helped. Then your credibility is going to grow and grow and grow. So you need to be set up for that. Yep, exactly. Right well, I think we covered a, a lot of good stuff today for the first section of kind of going over the offer for financial uh, advisors. that want to become anywhere advisors. So, you know, hopefully we deliver some good value. Right on. Now, next week, I think I want to cover how to build a program, how to assemble a program. I have a very simple way to do that. So anybody can put together a program like the anywhere advisor is a program. It's got pillars. It's got components of it. It was assembled. 
from parts of other programs. And I'll go over that with you next week. All righty. There we go. There's the cliffhanger. So guys, come back next week to listen and uh, we'll go dive into building out the program.